Oh man, what is up everybody? It is time for another, another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But more importantly, it is time for... Dude, this is the 100th episode of the Top 20. Now, if you apply a little math, that's the Top 2000. Yeah! We made it! And honestly, I have never done just 20, so it's probably like in the 2500s. If you would have told me 101 weeks ago that I would be celebrating the 100th show of the Top 20, I would have been like, that sounds like a horrible idea. And I would have been right. It's been nothing but a horrible idea, in my opinion. I do hope some people get some enjoyment out of it. I do know that it is... Uh, it's a regular staple for people that can't watch or can't listen live to the Top 20 or the Hard Rock Lunchbox. The fact that it's available on YouTube and you get to see my face over the years, not that you'd want to. Uh, but you can, uh, if you want, on StrangerHood TV every single week for the past 100 weeks. Uh, that's been cool. Uh, what else have we accomplished in the past 100? Uh, we have been in trouble with YouTube twice. Had videos removed two times. One time I fought them and got it reinstated. The other one is just pending. I think I told you about that. It got struck down about a year and a half after I put it up uh, because it was talking about January 6th and election denying and stuff like that, uh, where I was making fun of election deniers. And then I got taken down because apparently they thought something. I'm, I'm, I'm even afraid to talk about it because... I don't want... I don't, I'd hate to get the 100th episode taken down. I mean, although that'd be pretty appropriate. And honestly, wouldn't the internet be better if we just take most of these episodes down anyway? I mean, come on. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, what have we learned over the past 100 episodes of the top 20? Anything? Really? Kind of ranges from politics to bands to common culture and common courtesy and common decency. It's funny, I, I pulled up just briefly, because I honestly didn't even realize it was the 100th episode until today. That's just how completely checked out I am on stuff that isn't, like, directly vexing me. But, like, I pulled up the first one just to listen to it, and it's so funny because I'm talking about this idea that Jimmy G had when he was in here last, which would have been roughly 101 weeks ago. Uh, when he said, you should just film this. You should film what I, what you do on, you know, for the first 20 minutes of the show. And like the hard rock lunchbox never, like never set out to do that. Like we, we never, we, (laughs) me, myself and I never set out to do that. Like have like a 20 minute, just sort of whatever. This is supposed to be a music show interspersed with like, you know, anecdotes and road stories and stuff like that. And it really has morphed over the past nine years. I think anybody that spent, any decent amount of time listening to this show just could probably realize those changes. I mean, aside from the fact that the audience is completely different than when we started this show and has been through several iterations and, and, and you know, like incarnations of the audience. And that's fine. There's a lot of people that just don't listen anymore. And there's a lot of new people that or newer people that listen every week. And I'm super grateful for all of them. Obviously, I'm more grateful for the people that are listening now because I'm biased and that's just how that works. I um, this is not a political statement, but I, uh, when uh, former President Trump announced that he was rerunning or running again for 2024, uh, I didn't care 
really about. Like, like it was no surprise. It wasn't like, oh wow, I didn't see that coming. But what did surprise me and consistently surprises me is that I was driving home from uh, rehearsal and I was just listening to the news and they were saying like, well, he's running again and blah blah blah. And among other things, in his hour-long speech, he said, and I was like, hour-long speech, Jesus Christ. What kind of an asshole talks for an hour? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. <laughs> this guy. Who asked you? <laughs> Who's got two thumbs radio show and finds, I don't know, 20 to 25 minutes of material to talk about every week? I gotta say, I like the way the beard's coming in. You won't be able to see this till next week. If you're listening, if you're watching, you're seeing it right now. But I do like how it's coming. It does look weird on camera, though. It's just, it's just like a very personal thing. But like, and nobody cares. Nobody asked even. So I know no, nobody cares. Probably nobody wants to hear. I just grow hair very slowly. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a lot of body hair. I don't have a lot of hair on my arms. I never did. Uh, usually, when I'm not sporting a beard for November or just trying to hide like fat rolls in my neck um by the way i don't have any more fat rolls in my neck i mean i can get them if i do my job at the night but uh i actually i don't have the fat rolls in my neck anymore i'm becoming leaner people i'm becoming leaner and meaner and my demeanor is cleaner not with a fox not on the box um so I like the beard. Uh, Trump talked for an hour. Who else could talk that long? I forgot. Oh, yeah. So I pulled up the first episode of the Top 20 because I was curious what it was about. And it was it was literally about band support, which I thought was uh, uh, great. Um, I, was, I was glad for that because it wasn't political back then. Because I'm not political every week. It just, you know, stuff kind of come, comes up and stuff. And usually my stuff tends to be more social commentary because that's the stuff I deal with. Uh, especially since it sounds like the band has taken a back seat in my universe. It's just there's there's not much. I mean, there's there's just not all that much going on. Like there's not much interacting going on. Like the the band itself, my band itself, Rebel Nine, is actually functioning really well. Probably the best it has in the the nine years that this uh, in, in incarnation of the band has been together. I, I don't really know why. I mean, there are some things I can certainly attribute it to, but it seems to be running a lot better. A lot of, uh, there's a lot less personal conflict. There's a lot less conflict in general. Uh, and I think that that's all a good thing. And I have to tell you this new, um, the new material that we're working on, aside from, you know, it's new material, so it's going to be my favorite. But uh, the approach we're taking is so goddamn easier. Like, I just, I got to tell you, man, after engineering and, and basically, you know, working hand-in-hand hand with our producer, like, every step of the way for the last three records, like, it is so much easier to just sort of turn the wheel over to somebody else. Like, it's like I almost, like, fantasize about allocating responsibilities at this point. Like, it's not that... It's not that so much that I don't want to do them, because that's the problem. Like, I really love doing... Uh, like, I love recording. Like, I love recording and engineering. I love working on stuff myself. Like, whenever I demo things, like even the new Rebel 9 song that I demoed out for the band, like, I worked on it for a long time because I enjoy it. Like, it's a demo. It's like, really, nobody's going to hear it. Like, it's just the band, but it's for me. Like, what I like to listen to. So, like, I can put in that kind of work. 
And I, I really do enjoy it. I mean, when, when you have something that's a total passion project like that, it's just it's so much fun to get the time and do it. But the reality is, is like I've written two songs this year. Those. That must be my lowest count ever. Uh, probably my lowest count since uh, that space between uh, when I was in Sufferful and when I started G Navy because I basically just quit being in a band for however long that was. It wasn't long. Maybe about a year and a half. Um, but, like, you know, even then I feel like I was writing. I was just writing, you know, for myself and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. But... My point is, sorry, I'm all over the place. It's, it's been a bit of a day already. Um, but my point is, is that we are, I, I'm basically offloading a lot of the responsibility to our producer and engineer, um, Dave Cacciano, because we basically spoke uh, when when I agreed to, to do this. And I said, this is what I'm looking for. And he's like, yeah, man, that's what I'm looking for for you. And yeah, we just just been doing it like I was in whenever I was in a couple weeks ago to do my my uh, guitar tracks or the rhythm guitar tracks and then we're going to go in to do the melody guitar tracks later uh, but just the main rhythms and stuff like that and I was just I was just in his talent because all the decisions had been made already like I've, I've written what I've written I've rewritten you know whatever the band has brought me and I put them into song and we've worked on whatever and we sat with Dave and we produced what we were going to produce I mean we made so few changes on these songs it's actually bananas uh, we made. We're doing four songs. We've we made less changes across the four songs than I made on pretty much every single song um, from the last record. So I don't know if that's just a function of like these songs are like just uh, wow, or if it's just the way that we're doing things now. I, I don't know the answer, and honestly, I don't care. I'm not shooting for a Grammy anymore. Like I'm not looking to be Taylor Swift. Like I'm just I'm just not. I don't think the music scene is there. And it's funny because people keep telling me that, you know, rock, especially hard rock, is making a comeback. And I just honestly could care less. I couldn't care less. Because what it's going to take to get me to fire up all cylinders on this machine is just not worth it. There's a couple of bands on our level that, you know, we, I want to say kind of came up with, but that we were on par with. There's a couple of bands out of these thousands of bands that are doing something kind of that looks like advancing their career but the sheer volume of effort that they are putting in to get there it's it's not as attractive to me as it used to be i mean we're talking like emails every week uh you know new videos new covers record i mean these are bands that have their own studio and they're engineering stuff on their own they have uh, representation they're paying for that representation uh, they're making money. They're playing constantly. And there's just no real room for anything else. You know, like I've said, like anybody that does DIY stuff, like whenever you see that DIY, like how do you want to be, how did, like if you ever see anything that's like how, how to become a full-time musician, the answer is always the same. Do it all the time. Poof, you're a full-time musician. There's never like how to be a full-time musician and, you know, have a salary that, you know, pays for your life. Like, I've said it for years. For the past 10 years, I, I would be able to support myself on the road. Not a problem. Would I be able to own a house and support a family? Probably not. But yeah, supporting myself on the road, super easy. I actually have talent. I have a back catalog. I have an incredibly good work ethic. Work ethic. 
And I know a lot of people that I could just kind of tap in with. I could go be a touring musician tomorrow. Like, super easy. Like, there are always people looking for people that can deliver the goods. Like, that has never been a problem. But can you make a decent salary and live on Long Island? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, not a chance. Not a chance. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And all the other people that I do know that are doing something along those lines aren't making that kind of money. In original music, you can actually do it in tribute bands. You can, you can make money. Uh, you can do it as a full-time job for sure in tribute and wedding bands. Those bands make bank. And honestly, the better ones, they deserve it. Because as far as I'm concerned, at that point, you're basically theater, right? Like, you're, you're, you train for this. You go out. You do the show. Uh, like, I know... I mean, I don't know what the numbers are for Completely Unchained, but I know that they tour. I know that the band, uh, I think it's Power Windows, it's the Rush Tribute Band, the National Rush Tribute Band. I mean, those guys make eighty dollars to $100,000 a year just doing that. You know, plus they have, like, endorsements and other stuff, and they can always play with other bands. I mean, like, that's, that's a pretty good salary for doing something you love to do. And I had always considered whether or not that was going to be something I wanted to do in the end, and I... I don't. I think I might take an offer if somebody offered it to me and all I had to do was be talent and play. But I think the way that I'm wired, I would need to sort of step in and kind of take some of the reins because I'm not... It's just been a very long time since I've been comfortable just following. Um, but, you know, who knows? In the next couple of years, I don't, I don't really know. Like, for right now, like, I'm just... I'm digging where we're at. I like where the band's at. I like this recording process. And like I started saying, like, if you can find somebody that you trust to engineer a record and you don't have to do it, like, do it, man. Because this has been so much easier. Like, we're up to vocals. Like, I start vocals next week. Like, and I've, like, literally done nothing but played the songs a couple of times. Like, that is just... I think I've spent more time in the car than I have in the studio. (laughs) To be fair, I haven't heard any of it yet. It could sound like dog shit, but I just... I don't think so. It sounded mighty thick when I was just there, and that was without Tony and Kaz. Now, it's completely possible that Tony and Kaz could have completely ruined the project. I'm just, I'm hoping that didn't happen. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm sure they did a good job. Uh, I will find out. I'll find out in a week, and I'll report back. Speaking of reporting back in a week, uh, as always, we will be having our Thanksgiving show, uh, our Hard Hard Rock Lunchbox is always Thursdays from noon to 2, and Thanksgiving is absolutely no exception. So I will be here next Thursday, and I believe uh, we do the Boxgiving special, which is the 20 biggest bands of the box ever, which I think... I actually have this written down because I, I used to mess it up all the time. I think it's the most played bands of the box going all the way back. So we're approaching our 10th year. No. We just, no, we just entered our 9th year. I'm sorry, I have no idea what month it is. We just entered our ninth year, so it's going to be basically nine years of bands and who I've played the most, and I'll just tabulate it all up and count them down. Now, to be fair, Craving Strange wins that every year by the numbers, so I exempt them. Sorry, guys. Womp, womp. So is Craving Strange going to win this year? It's always a no! Yeah, man. It's always a no. Sorry. But that's because I play them every single week, and it really wouldn't be fair. And we're up to episode 470-something, so they would be played 470-something times. Now, 
That's not entirely true because I've played Jimmy's side projects. I've also played Sick as Monday in its place. I've played some stuff that Frank has done. Like it's so it's not 400. So it was probably like 460. So I exempt them anyway, and I just give them a, a little uh, lifetime achievement award some, somewhere in the top five. You would think after a hundred episodes I might be able to get that right, but you'd be wrong. So uh, yeah. I have no idea what I was here to say. Anyway, I listened to the first episode of the Top 20, and it was about band support, and I was talking about how uh, some bands get it and some bands don't, like people, like the best ways to support support a band. Now, I believe that uh, buying music directly from the band is a very good way to support, uh, but it is not the only way to support, and actually that support doesn't do much. Um... I was saying that when you buy a CD or something, or even a direct download from the band, it's a one-time thing, which is great, but you need to consider it this way. When you buy a CD or a record or anything from the band, first of all, money has gone into producing a tangible like that, especially like the vinyl. Like I think we sell our vinyls for 25 at, at shows, I think they're 29 online, um, but they also cost almost that to make. <laughs> so there's not even a whole lot of margin on them. Um, I think the deal was is that we ended up charging enough for them so that the four of us could get uh, one for free. I think that's basically how it works out. There's not all that many left, by the way. I was surprised that they uh, went as fast as they did, considering we basically stopped touring. Because we ordered the vinyl before COVID like, shut everything down. And I fully expected them to go at our CD release party, which, of course, we never had. <laughs> we'll be making that mistake. Uh, but that goes, like, right back into the band fund, which helps the band pay for stuff like our new recordings, right? Like, that's super important. Um, uh, but the other stuff, like Spotify plays and Spotify shares and Apple plays and shares and YouTube plays and shares, like, that is the thing that works on the algorithm to make sure that the band stays relevant and gets uh, more traction. Like, for example, like, at any given time on Spotify, we can have between... 75 monthly followers and a thousand monthly followers. I have absolutely no idea how that happens. I know that sometimes I get it's and it's not like a it's not it's not uh, bipolar at all. It's just the way that I kind of work. Every now and then I kind of enter that upstage and I'm like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna like message people and talk to people on other radio stations. And I'll just send them stuff just like a reminder because honestly. If you, if you talk to people and, like, you have a good relationship with them and you're just like, hey, man, just want to know if you, like, heard our new song, like, I, I'll give you I'll give you a good example. Like, this was this was actually really funny to me, but it's, and, and I'm, I'm not using it to be, um, whatever. This is not a negative. This is, this is a positive story, but it's also illustrative of how it kind of works. Uh, so a friend of mine, Johnny, who's a guitar player, we all know who he is, um, but, like, I had sent him a recording. I had sent, oh, I sent him the Spotify link of Dirty Deeds when it came out, which was a year ago. I mean, I don't even know, like a year and change ago, like a while ago. But it was just his birthday, so I saw it on Facebook. And I'm not like, I mean, you know the deal. Like, I'm not on Facebook a lot often, but when I'm on, like, if somebody's having a birthday, like, the least I can do is take five seconds to be like, happy birthday. So I sent him a message like. Happy birthday. He's down in Florida now. I'm like, hope things are good, man. And he was like, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Things are great down here. I love it. 
He's like, I can't wait to listen to it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I scroll off a little bit. And the very last message I had sent, I was the Dirty Deeds. Like, you know, he likes older music. So I was like, I thought it was right up his alley. And he had never responded to it, which is not uncommon, right? Like, people are busy. Like, I'm never like, why don't you respond? Um, the only thing that ever really bothers me is if you text somebody and then you, you get the bubbles back. The three dots or whatever, and then you just never get anything back. Like, Jimmy's talked about how he likes to do that to people just to fuck with them, which I think is super evil genius. Like, if, you know, Dr. Evil ever needs another number two, like, Jimmy G is completely available, I'm sure. Um, but he was like, oh, oh, I can't wait to give this a listen. And I was like, the hell? I was like, oh, Dirty Deeds? I was like, oh, yeah, I sent you that, like, a while back or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I just downloaded the uh, the rest of your records. He's like, I'm going to listen to them with a cocktail tonight. And I'm like, fucking awesome. I, and literally all that is is just like a, a contact. that wasn't. I wasn't trying to sell anything, just like just kind of a reminder. So every now and then, like, I'll do that with people that happen to be DJs at other stations. and be like, hey, man, did you catch our last thing? I've been doing that with SOU a lot because the new batch of people there, like, just aren't very Rebel 9 friendly. And that's not a negative. It's just they have their tight. And I'm like, hey. You know, you ever get a chance to listen to this? And sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Like, whatever. We'll just just play that. So our the, our listenership will then go up to, like, a 1,000 listeners for the month, and then we'll just drop right back down to, like, 100. So I don't understand how that works. So, But when people like you guys share music from bands, like, you know, my band, Jimmy's band, Andy's band, Mikey's band, all your bands that you like, you know, when you share it to other people or post it on Facebook or post it on Instagram... What happens, it's like, it's not a direct sell. It's not like, you know, you're multi-level marketing or anything. But somebody else would be like, man, I have not heard that song in a little while. And then, you know, that kind of is how that goes. It's one of the main facets or main tenets of this show. Like, I love that people send me new music to play because what I do is I play it for all you good people. And you listen to it and you can decide whether or not, wow, I like that song. Like, I dig this song. Like, I think our very own Sam Pollitt's got a new song coming out. I think it's tomorrow. I... I don't know. <laughs> I'm horrible with that. But hopefully it'll just show up on my on my uh, release radar. But more hopefully than that, Sam will just send it over because that's what she should do. And then I'll be able to play it for, for you guys. But my point is, I have no point. And I don't know what I was going to say about it. But I do know that we're going to be here next Thursday doing the top 20 bands of the box ever, give or take. Uh, so if you have nothing to do on Thanksgiving from 12 to 2, or even if you have everything to do on Thanksgiving from 12 to 2, don't forget to tune in, and you can hear uh, a lot of my live nonsense. It won't be much of a top 20, because every time I do a countdown, I'm basically just introing the countdown. But I will probably wish you happy Thanksgiving, because I'm not a goddamn savage, and that's the least I'm going to do. So without further ado, actually, you know what? Fuck it. With further ado, yeah. Why don't we have more of that? <laughs> I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart that has supported not only the Hard Rock Lunchbox, but specifically today, the top 20, because it's our 100th anniversary. It's our 100th... Wait, no. That'd be crazy. I don't want to do that. It's our 100th episode of the top 20, which to me is bananas that people still want to listen to it and watch it and interact with it, which I just totally appreciate it. I was going to spend today this top 20 talking about what the top 20 means to me, but in true top 20 fashion, I have completely glossed over the topic I walked in here planning to talk about and talked about something completely else. But hey, I guess it just wouldn't be the top 20. (laughs) So thank you all again. 
I promise episode 101 will either be better, worse, or roughly the same as this one. But at least you'll be able to count on something going forward in this crazy, crazy world. A little bit of normalcy brought to you by the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the makers of the Top 20. Probably time to kick this pig. Let's go with, uh, I'm thinking a really long Dream Theater song ought to do it. And I'll be able to pee. <laughs> 